Trust Center Lobby at 10 a.m., led by the Derman Museum of Contemporary Art and followed by the 60-minute concert. The Kansas City Symphony will be performing Handel's Messiah on Friday, December 1st at 7 p.m. and on Saturday, December 2nd, also at 7 o'clock and on Sunday, December 3rd at 2 o'clock at the Kauffman Center for the Performing Arts. The power of more than 150 musicians and voices combined with the impeccable acoustics of Hellsberg Hall provides a triumphant experience of Handel's majestic choral masterpiece. The Kauffman Center for the Performing Arts is at 1601 Broadway Boulevard, KCMO. For more information on these and many other events in our area, go to kkfi.org slash arts kc go. This is Maria Vasquez Boyd, and you're listening to 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. everyone, it's time for Artspeak Radio on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Thanks so much for joining us every Wednesday, noon to one, and uh, we are delighted to have such a room full of wonderful, energetic people, including Corey. <laughs> we have Joseph Broghammer and Craig Popesel on the phone, Heidi Van is with us, Corey with Studio Givix, and Michael Mackey, and Philip Eirich, all here in the studio, so stick around, we'll be right back. We're happy to have you aboard. Hello, Rose, Tony, Teresa, everyone that tunes in regularly, and uh, Bruce. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, we're going to start off with a wonderful artist from Omaha, Nebraska, Joseph Broghammer. Hammer. I always, oh, <laughs> I just want to make it so much more exotic. But he's here in the studio with Philip Eirich, who's also with the Cerbera gallery and uh yeah we're so happy to have you both there separate gallery gallery is at 2011 baltimore avenue welcome my friends how are you thanks very much maria i'm i'm wonderful and um i hope joe who's joe. sitting next to me is is good too wake up joe oh i'm totally awake i'm obsessed the fact that i've got hair on my sweater from something <laughs> and i don't and i'm going to be picking it out all the whole time i'm here <laughs> it's from all those birds you've been painting the owls and just, it, I, I don't know what it, all i'm telling you all day long that's all i'm going to be doing we love you anyway but we're going to talk about fatties which is joe's second solo show at cerbera gallery here in kansas city and in the realm of Impressionist oil paintings, each canvas becomes a vivid tableau narrating a distinct experience of the artist's life. Now, these masterpieces brim with symbolism and satire and a delightful infusion of humor. The birds 
swift, almost whimsical presence evoke a sense of transience, reminding us to savor life's fleeting moments and not to forget seemingly unimportant episodes. So I, you know, we're all big fans, including Michael Mackey, who was like, oh my gosh, I love the Al <laughs> series that, that you did. But uh, this is different. Fatties, talk, talk to us about Fatties. Well, that speech you just gave is quite um, heavy. For <laughs> So what I was doing when I decided to do um, some oil paintings was um, I felt that I was just getting super fat. And um, I thought, well, I'm going to exercise. But then I thought if I make some art, yeah. that'll keep me focused on um, the exercise, which, of course, mm. I ended up not doing. And then I thought what I would do is I would do uh, a Dorian Gray kind of a thing. So I thought the crazier that the paintings got, the more I would lose weight. And of course, that didn't last very long either. Um, but then that just kept the process going. So I just tried, kept trying to get it more and more um, odd, I guess, would be the terminology. I love it. I love it. Philip's like, what? <laughs> he says, I, I've never heard this. You're just just divine. You know, and uh, I want to share with our listeners, josephbroghammer.com is the website as we're talking about the work. So you can follow along and look at that. And again, Serberg Gallery is at 2011 Baltimore Avenue. So what what is so different about this work that, that you enjoy, Philip, that you've invited him for a second solo show? So we have been actually talking about the solo show for quite a while, mm. but then, um, you know, as probably all the listeners know, the uh, pandemic put um, mm. quite a halt on everything yeah. for yeah. Um, a couple of years. But um, I have to say I was really intrigued by when uh, when Joe told me um, about um, the new medium and that he would actually uh, paint in oil and not in pastel. Yeah, And um, yeah. it was really interesting to see how vivid these pieces um, are when you see them for the first time in person and not only um, on a computer screen. And mm. I think that really made um, um, mm. all the difference um, for me. I love the OWL series. Don't, oh, don't, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. And we yeah. still have three OWL pieces on display at oh, the gallery as well. Beautiful. Um, but I think the oil pieces, um, uh, they just, you know, they, they shine um, uh, di really differently. And I think, you know, the colors are just mm. so, so vibrant. Mm -hmm. And now that it's getting colder, we had our first snowfall here in Kansas City um, a few days ago. When you come to the gallery, you actually really feel like in a garden. Um, I brought mm. my bougainvilleas inside, and they're currently blooming. Oh, how so lovely. the only thing that's actually really missing are live hummingbirds. Well, and you know, Joseph, uh, Joe has developed into one of the region's most original voices, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely, yeah. and and beyond the <laughs> and beyond the region too. Oh my God, it's so funny because as we're talking, he's picking, picking. Well, because I've got all this hair in my sweater, and it's broken me. Someone bring him a roller, <laughs> a roller. But you know what? What strikes me about your work is the intricacy, the the mark making, the colors, and now with oil, it's a whole way of working because oils. It takes a long time to, to for them to dry, and but their their color is just so vibrant. And was that a real draw for you in in that the the colors, in in a way that was different from pastel? Well, um, I mean, I got every pastel known to man. I right, got everything right. from inexpensive to the most expensive you can possibly buy, and so the vivid aspect of it didn't really mm, influence mm. me so much. I just thought if I was going to take on a new um, adventure, which was to try to lose weight because I was a fat 
uh, man that um, I would take up something new and that would, you know, change of life kind of yeah. a thing. Yeah. And that's what uh, would go with it. So I didn't even think so much about that. I don't um, I don't lay the colors out on a on a palette like most people do. I don't start yeah. from light to dark. And I mean, they're just all mishmashed on there. I just grab what I grab. It's and, very intuitive. Um, yeah. Uh -huh. um, well, 35 years of, of working in color yeah. helped with that. And then, yeah, it was just a lot of me focused on, you know, heaven forbid, actually working to lose weight. No, <laughs> it would more of I just hope it would come along because I'm painting yeah. that I would lose weight. So I just became obsessed with that aspect of it. You know, uh, I want to say that uh, I have been following you along on Facebook and, and Instagram and that sort of thing. Uh, you recently took a trip to Europe. Did mm -hmm. that influence you, inspire you in ways that, uh, you know, you're thinking about a new way of work or a new new work, new paintings, drawings? No, what gets me going about Europe is um, is actually just looking at the old, well, I say old, but really from 100 or 150 years ago, um, a lot of those artists and how they painted and how, you know, I will... Um, obsess, you know, hard to believe I would obsess, but I would obsess about, you know, trying to draw a straight line. And yet they basically, it was all about the idea, not, not so much about perfection mm -hmm. in that sense. Mm -hmm. Even though we look at some of those artists and think that these are um, masterpieces and perfect paintings, when you get up close, there's not, you know. Right. Um, a lot of Van Gogh's paintings have bugs and uh, twigs in them from him painting outside. And we don't think that until we get close and really start looking at that. Yeah. And so that's what I tend to focus more on. Um, Idea-wise, none of those ideas that really influence me because my art's all really about my life. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's the weird cocoon that I have in my head. So nothing really I love that. gets inside that. The rest yeah. of it would be all, you know, oh, I love that green that he did. Or how did he yeah. do that brush stroke? Or... I can't believe this artist did uh, this in pastel, that but it, kind of thing. But it allows you to stay in the moment, too, doesn't it? Because, I mean, when, you look at, when you're looking at uh, the architecture from Europe and, and all that, I mean, um, maybe you're not thinking about, oh, I can use this in my work or, or that. You're staying in the moment of just being in this beautiful place with the light and the sun and the colors. And yeah, it's a nice change that. of pace yeah. from, from, you know, working in the studio yeah. constantly, constantly, constantly. So it's nice to get out and experience the food and the architecture and yeah. the people and the this and the that. And, um, you know, we took an overnight train from Prague to Budapest. That was an experience. Just let me say if you've never <laughs> taken a sleeper car. Um, so, uh, yeah, all of that, in a sense, influences me because my work is about my life. So all of that kind right. of, you know, beats driving from my house to my studio and back again every day. This right. just, oh, gosh, yeah. you know, fuels that more and more. You know, uh, with your earlier works, they were fairly large pieces. Is that the same with, with this series of uh, Fetties? There's some large. Uh, there's a lot of small because I really wanted to... Um, just get into it and and work and work and and yeah. be able to come up with different ideas and such because it was a new medium for me. I didn't understand mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. as well as I understood the mm -hmm. pastels. I know exactly what a pastel will do. I know exactly yeah. how to handle it. Um, I know every texture, every mark that that pastel will make. With the oil painting, it's fresh and new, so I was more mm. excited about you know um, getting into it. So smaller works, I can make a lot more. 
I love that. If you just tuned in, this is Art Speak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez Boyd. I'm talking to Joe Broghammer, and also we have our lovely Philip Irick in in studio, and we're talking about the work that the new work Fatties, which is uh, Joe's second solo show at Cerbera Gallery at 2011 Baltimore Avenue. Now, I I know that I um, I missed the opening. Yes. Um, so the show has been open. That is yeah. correct for a month now. But uh, we are going to have a uh, opening reception. I love that. Um, in quotes, a private opening reception, yeah. which um, obviously is accessible to the public as well. Uh-huh. So that will happen tomorrow evening, Thursday from 6 to 9 p.m. So uh, just uh, send me an email. Send the gallery an email. It's info yeah. at cerberagallery.com. And just let me know that you're coming because we're going to have some uh, food as well. Yeah, and you can rub shoulders with Joe as long as you don't have cat fur. <laughs> or if that would help or take don't. the cat fur off of my sweater, I would be up for that. You know, I, I think it's wonderful, you know, because it's such an intimate setting where you can ask questions and just kind of gaze at, at this work. And, you know, really with the, with the artists there in attendance, I mean, it's just a wonderful treat for viewers right yeah and just you know going back to the size of the um, of the paintings as well i think the smaller pieces lend um itself perfectly uh to Mm. the space that they're displayed in Mm -hmm. um uh, the owls all had the same format the same Mm -hmm. size um Mm -hmm. they were all framed 48 by 48 inches Mm -hmm. and oftentimes in a small space you just cannot get far enough away from them to really you know take in the image as um as a whole so the smaller pieces you can really uh you know you can walk up to them and you can inspect them and they're just fun and to be honest with you i can't wait to listen to the stories of some of these pieces oh my gosh, yeah. so yeah. um that, that was really intriguing uh to hear you know why people already enjoyed the owls so much yeah. um you know partially because they wanted to listen to the story that the owl told uh, but sometimes um, people just spun their own stories around, um, you know, the imagery. And I think that uh, will be very exciting to uh, see what happens with uh, the hummingbirds. Well, and I, I think there's that instilled humor in, in the work, too. I mean, I know that you're, you're serious in, in, in your, your art, but there's also that, that <coughs> sense of fun and, and playfulness in, in the work, yeah? Oh, I definitely would. Yeah. Um, uh, I would agree with you. And again, I mean, the uh, the colors um, uh, and the vibrancy, uh, it speaks for itself. Yeah. And, you know, um, I want to ask you if you have other upcoming exhibitions or things uh, that we're going to look forward to from, from you, Joe? Uh, yeah, I have uh, two shows coming up in Mexico um, oh, wow. in the next few months. Um, uh, one in Puebla, and I think the other one is in um, Merida. Uh, but I don't have the exact times on those oh, yet. Oh, but it's Mexico. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully it'll be when yeah. the weather's really crappy. And so that'll <laughs> give me a great, you know. Um, yeah, they'll always want to do it in July. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, no, not, you don't no. want to be in Merida in July. Um, and then I'm in uh, a show that um, is traveling, has been traveling around now um, for a couple of years. Um, that started in Omaha, Nebraska. It will be in Tokyo in April. Wow. And then it moves on to Potsdam, um, Germany in September. Beautiful. Great. Good for yeah. you. Congratulations. And Philip, what, what's upcoming 
With yeah, so Cooper. Joe uh, Joe will actually be on display um, uh, through <laughs> the end of December, and we're probably going to keep the show through January as well. Oh, good, good. Um, at least half of um, yeah. at least half of January, and then we actually have a really exciting uh, collaboration. Um, uh, the show is called Portrait of a City. And it is a, a collaboration show between uh, the Nelson Atkins and the KCSEP, the Kansas City oh, wow. uh, Society for Contemporary Photography. Fantastic. And it will showcase 48 local photographers. Um, the project was created and inspired by uh, the Evelyn Hofer show, uh, mm. Eyes on the City, that's uh, still currently on display. And um, it will uh, focus on 98 images uh, from this particular project that will be on display at the gallery. And uh, you can certainly find out more on the Nelson's website, on the KCSEP website, and on Severus' website as well. So that will happen in February and in March. You know, I love having you both in. Joe, you're just wonderful. Just wonderful. I love your work. Michael loves your work. We all love your work. <laughs> we'll be there tomorrow. Thank you, Philip, for bringing him in today and uh you know thank you for bringing such wonderful work to our eyes you know this community is so vibrant with with the arts and you add to that so thank you so very much for, thank you, for your Maria. contribution yeah. thank you. thanks yeah. for having us thanks guys hey we're going to be right back with art speak radio after this kansas city's elise martini is one of the highest ranking women in building trades union history this week on the heartland labor forum we'll talk to her and find out how she rose from cement masons apprentice to vp of the operative plasters and cement masons international association then a roofer's life is often unbearably hot or cold and almost always dangerous steve jercone came down off a roof to become business manager of roofers local 20. why become a roofer and what difference does it make to hire a union roofer thursday at 6 p.m rebroadcast friday at 5 a.m this is mc richardson chairman of the united minority media association inviting you to participate in yuma's 50th anniversary saturday december the 2nd from 10 a.m to 4 p.m at the bruce o. watkins cultural heritage center 3700 blue parkway kcmo workshops presentations and awards plus a luncheon for more information and donations Call 816-694-2273. And we're back. This is Art Speak Radio. So happy to have you aboard. And up next, we have Heidi Van and we have Craig Postpistol, right, on, on the phone. And we're going to talk about what's happening at the Unicorn Theater. Welcome, Heidi. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. And welcome, Craig. Thank you. Glad, oh. glad to be here. Very good. You know, uh, we're going to talk about a world premiere and it's called Journey to the Poles of Inaccessibility. Um, tell us about it, would you, Heidi, what, what we're going to see at the Unicorn? Yes. So it's a world premiere by Craig Pospisil. Pospisil? Pospisil. I, I got it. Right, Craig? <laughs> um, yes. Thank you. What's exciting, it's, it's a hero's journey presented as a comic fantasy, which is a genre you don't necessarily see on stage all the time, combining elements of a hero's journey, homage to action films, and buddy comedies, all wrapped in with some supernatural elements that you might find when you're on a hero's quest. It sounds like a fun, fun 
presentation production, right? It is. It's very fun, very fast, very funny. And that's running through November 29th through December 17th at the Unicorn Theater at 3828 Main, org for more information about tickets and times and, and all of that. And, you know, Craig, what is your role in, in this uh, journey to the polls of inaccessibility? <clears throat> well, I wrote it. Um, there and, you go. Uh, I was uh, out in Kansas City. I'm in I'm in New York. I was in Kansas City uh, earlier this month for the first week of rehearsals oh, and, and watching the actors uh, get on their feet with the material and hearing it for myself so that I could make some adjustments to the text since uh, this is the first uh, full production of the play. I've had readings before of earlier drafts. Um, but uh, this is the, the 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 world premiere, as we said, and I'm really excited to to come back out and see it uh, fully done. How exciting the world premiere! And we want to mention that Craig is also the author of of plays, Months on End, Somewhere in Between, and The Dunes, among other among others, and co-authored the George's. Uh, motel and one Christmas Eve at Evergreen Mall. He has written over 60 short plays in one acts, including Destinance, which is slated to be made into a short film in Hungary next year. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. That, yeah. was, uh, that came out of left field for me, but it's, <laughs> it's great to have the work travel and, and get done and, you know, resonate with people across the country and, uh, you know, across the world at times, too. You know, and it's it's so exciting to have you both here, e- either on phone or with Heidi in in the studio, because the 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 amount of work that you've done in the theater or uh, productions and, and plays, it's it's quite a bit of experience, right? D- uh, yes, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, I know particularly for me, it's always exciting to work at, mm-hmm. at the at the institutions that I admired mm-hmm. as a young artist growing up at the city and, and being able to direct there as well as being able to direct um, a world premiere of a play that has never been done before that has had, mm. you know, readings and other mm-hmm. work, but being able to put that, um, you know, in a three dimensional form with people and lights and sound and set and costumes is is an honor and it's a blast mm-hmm, quite mm-hmm. honestly and it's you know it's the opportunity to be an inventor and an innovator because like there's nothing to go there's no other ideas to go on other than what craig has put on the page mm-hmm. so we're it's awesome to have him there the first week because we can ask ask questions you have the most amazing resource there you have the person whose brain that it came out of and then the rest of the time we have or leaked out of (laughs) it leaked out of and then the rest of the time the ensemble which includes elise paling josh gleason janice cook v tran uh, poncho javier and mateo moreno like we have really worked as a true ensemble in generating the ideas to get to the next place because it's an action adventure Mm, mm -hmm. play Mm -hmm. so we travel the poles of inaccessibility are a real thing they are the geographic centers of every continent and um our heroine starts out on a mission to visit all of these places Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. because she believes that magic is real and that the myths are true and so she believes that um that as journeys and as have been kind of historically presented that they're most often found in these remote places. So she's going to go to all of them 
and she wants to visit all of them. And and they are. They're in very remote places. And her unsuspecting travel partner, who happens to be her (laughs) unsuspecting uh, life insurance agent, who mistakenly (laughs) signed a policy for her, goes off to keep her safe and stop her. But he finds that magic exists, too. Um, And so it's it's a it's also a hope filled story of adventure. I love mm-hmm. that. I love mm-hmm. that because I mean, I, I know that the unicorn and and several of the playwrights and writers have brought it such a, a wide range range of genres of topics and mm-hmm. and some you know you you have these questions afterwards and all that and it's fun to have just be caught up in the, this fantasy mm-hmm. you know and and going along with this. Um, this sounds like so much fun. It's a full length comic fantasy journey to the poles of inaccessibility. And, you know, I want to ask, is there going to be a talk back or any sort of um, uh, conversation with the audience afterwards? Because I, I love those. I, yeah. have to, I have to be honest. I love those. You know, there are some scheduled and they are indicated on the website. Okay. So th- okay. if, if, if that's what you like, you should yeah. definitely check those out. And um, and the Craig could talk a little bit about, like, if there's time about these poles of inaccessibility and about this genre, which I believe is like, you know, radical. So the comic (laughs) fantasy. Well, I I stumbled across a mention of the poles of inaccessibility on the internet a number of years ago. Hmm. And I just thought, what, what? (laughs) You know, obviously I've heard of the North and South pole and the magnetic poles, but I was, you know, just, blown away by like what is the are these things and so i started doing research you know just kept falling down the, the rabbit hole on mm. the internet mm-hmm. and found that there are these places they're like some geographer's conceit of you know where the center point of any continent is which you know it's one thing to find the center of a circle but you know you take that circle and you make it look like africa and mm. the center's there somewhere, but you just have to, you know, do extra math and, you know, to figure out where it is. And most of these places are quite hard to get to. Um, there's one in South Dakota for the North American Pole, which I've actually been quite close to. Um, but I just got uh, entranced by these ideas of these incredibly remote places. And there were pictures of some of them that I found, including the one in Antarctica, which is just mm. in the middle of nowhere and harder to get to than the South Pole because it's further from the coastlines. And suddenly I just had this kind of vision of this, you know, epic journey of people like trying to get to these places in the same way that there were these races to get to the North and South Pole a hundred and some years ago. Um, and so I started just kind of imagining what that would be so it's a little bit like you know around the world in 80 days uh, sort of thing um and it struck me as something like the odyssey and hmm. you know so that had me thinking of joseph campbell's the hero's journey so i you know i pulled out my books and read up on that again and really kind of plotted it out and you know and studied some of the the points that campbell talks about you know, that apply to most stories on on some level. Um, And um, so I I had a lot of fun kind of constructing it and deciding, you know, that just like in the Odyssey, you have these monsters and you have the sirens and you have these things. So I just kind of uh, 
in, in each of the polls, I, I found a different way to kind of express some of that. We um, love how your mind works. A little reward yeah. and, you know, maybe a little romance along the way for them, too. You know, we love how, how your mind works, and we're going to go along with you on this journey. And again, it's a full-length comic fantasy, and it takes place at the Unicorn Theater, 3828 Main. It's running now. Well, the 29th. Well, yeah. it's going to start December 6th. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. December we 6th. A, we had a COVID illness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Delay, unfortunately. And then it will run through the, the, the ending of... date on there. Possibly more too soon to tell, okay. but definitely okay. starting yeah. December 6th. Yeah. yeah, and I would, you know, mm-hmm. uh, refer to the to the website for more information about mm-hmm. that because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you yeah. want to make sure that you're there for this production. It sounds like so much fun. And again, seasoned, uh, uh, you know, actors and mm-hmm. uh, cast and all that. So this sounds like so much darn fun. Thank you so much for being with us today, Craig. And also of our course. beloved Heidi Van. Oh, thank you. What, Michael, what did you call her? She is now called the... The... <laughs> The Heidi Van. The Heidi Van. I'm going to need everyone to start referring to her as such as the Heidi Van. Oh my gosh, and that's I love you, Michael. All. You're gonna have to change your email address. Well, it is the <laughs> Heidi Van. Yes. Oh, it is. Oh, well. <laughs> See there. You're closer See, to the subliminally a serendipity <laughs> right there. Some synergy. Oh, we love you. Thank you so all much right. for joining us thank today, you. Heidi, and thank you, Craig. And You're welcome. You bet. We're gonna be back after these messages. Hi, I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two, two takes at a movie currently playing in theaters or streaming. Miranda's Victim is a film based on the 1963 true story of a young woman's brutal rape and the subsequent changes in U.S. laws regarding criminal suspects. It's now available to stream on platforms like Amazon Prime, Apple TV+, Vudu, and Spectrum. Abigail Breslin plays the rape victim. The exam at the ER is humiliating. The trauma to the young girl is palpable. The girl's mother is full of societal attitudes that the girl will certainly be blamed if she seeks justice. But she has courage. It's this empathetic performance by Abigail Breslin that boosts what's otherwise a sincere but somewhat stodgy drama. The acting is believable. However, the pace of the story feels tedious, perhaps because of its predictability. The look of this film reminds me of the Lifetime Movie Network. Not only are all the 1960s cars in the film clean, looking new, and shiny, the scenes are manicured and the violins play at strategic scenes. It's a true story that never quite rings true. The point of the story is to show how Miranda rights for crime suspects became the law of the land. Right. Breslin's character, Trish Weir, fights for justice after her attacker is released on a technicality, and that led to the Supreme Court's historic Miranda ruling requiring police to read accused criminals their rights. It's a mildly interesting movie, but not compelling. It's informative and earnest, but never as riveting as it should have been. I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two. Maria Vasquez Boyd here on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Thanks for joining us today. Up next, we have the lovely and vivacious Michael Mackey. Hello, Michael. 
I feel like I have to use my low, dulcet tones when I'm talking because you're using your low, dulcet tones today on the ra- on the radio. It's the NPR voice. I'm going to. I'm not going to talk like this for much longer, probably because <laughs> I can't. But it was good while it lasted. We love you. Oh my gosh, you're so much fun. The energy just really kind of got stirred up when you arrived because we were all kind of like, mm. how was that again? Mm. Oh. Yeah, just like that. Tell us what's going on with Michael. Well, I first of all, thank you for having me. If you uh, know me, if you know me, you know that I would go to the opening of an envelope. You just need to invite me. So when you <laughs> But um But no, seriously, when I walked in, I was I felt blessed and highly favored because what is the first thing I said to Philip about the gallery? I said, I am obsessed with the owls. And then it turns out that Joe is the mm. artist of the owls. Yay. And so I tried hard not to fawn over him. Funny. I recall you asking him for money. I the totally, first thing you said I totally fawned like, over him. I was like, who does uh, Michael, a, could I have five bucks? Who does a boy have to know around here to get a good neighbor discount on those owls? Yeah. And then yeah, Heidi right? walked in and I... <laughs> Heidi and I have been literally, we are connected on every single social media outlet, but we've never been in the same room together. And look. And now it's me and the Heidi Van (laughs) together forever. Practically BFFs now. We love you, Michael. And you know, your your voice sounds familiar to so many people because you've done just about everything there is on this earth. I am a media darling. You are. Somebody called me that and now that's, that's going to, a hashtag. Media, Media darling. darling. I'm going to, oh that's probably going to be on the tombstone. I love that. Yes. Well, I, I love the fact that, you know, in your on your website, which is michaelmackey.com. Yeah. You say that you, you grew up always wanting to be on television or on TV or watching TV. I mean, I mean, we it's, were like TV kids in, in certain, you know, eras true. and families. Us children of the 70s. And so I always said I wanted, I knew that somehow my career would be in TV, on TV, or watching TV. And so goal achieved. So yes. Yeah, I love that. And currently you're you're writing. You've won eight Emmys. Eight? Eight. The Ocho. I know. It's kind of a big deal. And let me tell you, I'll be the first to tell you that I'm kind of a big deal. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the fact that you consider yourself the reverse Suzanne, Susan Lucci. I know. The first thing I ever (laughs) entered into the Emmy Awards, I won. And then I had like 19 more nominations and I never won a single one. And then 20, I think it was 2010 rolled around and then I got back on the the good bandwagon of winning. So, but you know, I I think you're... (laughs) Your popularity popularity goes down when you find out that he hasn't seen The Wizard of Oz. When when no one, uh, you've never seen it. I've never seen. Okay, oh, I've never God. seen The Wizard of Oz, and I live in Kansas. And oh, but Lord. wait, I do know all the silly, goofy, stupid pop culture references. Like mm. I'll get you my pretty little yeah. dog too. Yeah, I know all yeah. the things, but I've just never seen it. I don't know. Maybe I. I Clearly, I had a sheltered childhood. So, but he is obsessed with the B fifty twos. I am. I am obsessed. If you saw my living room, it is an homage. It is a shrine, actually, to I Kate, Cindy, it. Fred, and Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I love all it. of them. You know, and these are just some just some random, really wonderful things to know about Michael. Other than he's just just got this great energy, and we love you for that. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears and ask you to ask Heidi. The what you're, the Heidi. The Heidi. Oh, God, I left out the heat. The that's on you. You know, you are a writer, and you have a, a currently you have a column in the pitch about 
five inane questions. You want to talk about that a little bit? It started as kind of a joke because I wanted I wanted a specific <laughs> frankly I wanted a specific franchise and I pitched it to Brock my editor and he was like I don't know if that that seems a little insipid and I was like I think you mean inane and he said <laughs> well we'll see and so I just started asking movers and shakers and media people and artists and chefs I started asking them the dumbest questions I could think of e.g. what are your thoughts on liquid soap like yeah. I just yeah. and you know what it it sort of took off it became isn't I, I, that fun? It became a thing, and you were just featured a couple weeks ago. And what was my, what were my dumb, what was your favorite dumb question of mine to you? Uh, will, were, will you participate in this five inane questions? <laughs> 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 no, but you know, I, I want to turn the tables, and here's your opportunity to ask the the Heidi, Heidi Van, Van yes. five inane questions. You want to do it? Oh wow, that's you're putting me on the spot, sister. I know, I know. You can okay, work with it. all right. Um, Heidi. Yes. How many people were in the Jackson Five? Five. <laughs> oh, she's good. <laughs> That's I was why sweating. She's... I was like, "Is that a trick question?" I don't. Five. That's um, why she is the Heidi. <laughs> what is the dumbest rule you've been forced to follow? Oh my gosh. Um, Actors' equity rules sometimes. Those, those are dumb. Some of them are those dumb. Those are dumb. Some of them are. <laughs> is, uh, I'll stop now. If you were a planet, <laughs> if you were a planet, what planet would you be and why? Is it is it a good question? I am well, literally pulling these out of the ether, okay. people. So I would, this I takes would a be, village. I would be. Is Venus? A, is that a planet or a star? Uh, sure, yes, go with Venus. I, but I, why? Because it's, it's everyone thinks it's so sexy, and I would love. Sexy. They think it's, and I want them to think that about okay. me, but okay. not with my radio face. What? <laughs> okay, duly noted. What um, TV sitcom soliloquy speech, or what? What TV sitcom? Oh, th- mm-hmm. uh, like speech? Could you recite verbatim? Oof. If put on the spot. Well, um, it's the end of it. But it's from Saved by the Bell, of course, where Jesse is trying to like say, you know, stay up for her test, and she's you know got to do all these other things, she's and she's like, up. "I need the pills, I need the pills," and and I'm so excited, I'm so excited, I'm so, I'm so scared. Yeah, that um, one. I just you didn't ask me to do it. You are clearly a product of the '90s, and I am a product of the '80s. So oh that Lord. reference was lost on me, but oh, I know. It was? Yeah, but I know that you're. I know. I mean, of but what I you was speak. born in the '70s. I'm sorry. Well, no, but okay. I, we. I do know that reference. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, um, this is one is an easy one. Well, I mean, maybe is your skeleton on the inside or outside of your body? It's on the inside. You had to think about that. Though. I did. That was, okay. I did. See, Maria. It's Heidi and I. It's the blonde leading the blonde. Right. There you go. So. I love it. Like, I love it. I don't it. know. What do you What do you mean by inside? What do you mean by inside? Right. No, you got it. See? You got it right. See? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> oh I think you should have a show here on KKFI. I she was going to say I a mean, shot. I think that you should have a shot here on. Give me a shot. I will say it in my NPR. For, you should have a show. I, I'm. You know what? I'm going to take you up on your offer. I think you should. You know, and and we should maybe talk about some future programming. You could be the guest 
programmer, host, producer, and we could do some fun stuff. I have offered, you know, to do some fun shows, and no one ever really. Maria, kind of whatever you want. Yeah. And I think blonde leading the blonde is it. And I'm nominating myself to be your side. It's going Let's to, do it. Heidi and I are going to have a show, mm-hmm. and it's going to be called The Blonde Leading the Blonde. I just wanted to make that announcement right here <laughs> on KKFI. It'll be starting in Jan. 2024. Feb. It'll be starting in 2024. Yeah. Date TBA. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna hold I I am gonna hold (laughs) magic magic has been made, people. Magic. I love that. I love that. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. Michael, what other things are you working on? Because I, um, you have so many hats I do. in the I'm, air. I'm kind of, I'm, I have a lot going on. Um, my big girl job is I have started doing personal branding at a local okay. boutique marketing agency. Okay. And I've gotten to be pretty good at it. And I joke that um, personal branding, it, it's like that old philosophical adage where if a tree falls in the woods and no one... Here's it. Did it actually fall? Well, personal branding is like if you do a bunch of really amazing things and no one knows about it, did it actually, did they actually happen? Does anyone actually care? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I find ways to shamelessly, blatantly promote people without shamelessly, blatantly promoting them. So yeah. sort of letting them I know that sort of finding their online persona and finding their narrative and getting the word out about them. And so if you if you would like to know more, I'm all ears. Well, and you know, we have just the perfect person here in studio that, that we can kind of play around. That we can spitball. Yeah, we yeah, can ping yeah, off yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Corey's going to be with us in just a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I love that. I love that. That's a great... Corey, Corey's a bit of an introvert, and it, we sandwiched him between the two extroverts in the I room. I think we scared the hell out of him. I think you're right, but he doesn't have a choice. We're going to make him talk whether he <laughs> likes it or not. I love it. I haven't heard him talk the whole time. I haven't either, but... He does. Oh, oh look, there he <laughs> what? is. Okay. What? What? He I, I missed it. I di- Mike, I, I didn't have you mic. Say it again. Hello. Oh, Corey. Corey speaks. Corey speaks. Great. I love it. You know, is there anything that we left out that you want to mention? And you're going to stick around for the rest of the hour, right? Yeah, I'll, yeah okay. I'll be here Good. with bells on and not much yeah. else. Um, <laughs> it's no, true. I, I am just kind of a renaissance man right now. Yeah, I kind I of got that. a lot of irons in the fire. And um, it's good to um, it's good to stay sort of all hands on deck all the time. I love it. MichaelMackey.com. Any other social media platforms that we can find you, you at? You can find of me. Of course. I'm at M2ESQ. That's M squared Esquire. I, I'm not a lawyer, but I play one on TV. So <laughs> M2ESQ. You can find me on the Twitter and on the Book of Face. Yeah. And of course, you know, your article, yes, Weekly with four, the Pitch. Four inane questions. And then I have a lot of um, celeb interviews. Like I just had a backstage yeah. with Derek Huff. Actually, if you name the celebrity, chances are I've probably interviewed them. You know what? I looked at your website. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I counted oh gosh. I counted the other day. I have interviewed nine Academy Award winners. That's not, that's not too shabby. Who, who is your favorite, and can you dish the dirt? Favorite? Probably it's a tie. It's between Jennifer Lopez and <gasps> Jennifer Aniston. Mm. Only because I really thought both of them were going to be divas, and neither one of them were divas. They were both... Mm super down to earth and chatty and engaging and it felt like you know they were they were uber like they were chatty and Uh just engaging Mm -hmm. and he wanted i was like oh we're gonna be bffs we're not but i thought Mm -hmm. in my head that we Mm -hmm. would be which is always the sign of a good yeah and i never talked to a celebrity like they're a celebrity i talked to them like we are bffs 
because you never know. I, I mean, look that. at Derek Huff and I. We are we are thick. We are tight. Yeah, I mean, take a look at, at Michael's website because it's. I, I've only given you just a snapshot of who he is and what he's done in his uh, many years in you know the world of celebrities and, and right. networking and television and you, all of that, the media. You know what's really gotten the most traction, though, what's is um, I have been sober for eight years now, mm-hmm. and Good. I have chronicled and detailed sort of my sober journey and how... Along the way, I've sort of become the accidental sober whisperer, uh, not not just yeah. by, on accident, by proxy. And so that's kind of become a, a weird little claim to fame. I never thought that mm-hmm. having a problem with alcohol would mm-hmm. parlay into, you know, a lot of material, but it really has, and it's something that I like to hang my hat on. So I love that. And, you know, it makes me think of, of our good friend, Heidi, mm-hmm. um, uh, Charles, because oh, yeah. he was mm-hmm. recovered alcoholic, and he... He had the most fun with it in terms of, you know, promoting himself and and just having a lot of fun with that and and probably inspiring some people. Hey, fun fact, the last time I was on KKFI Uh, was with Charles 150,000 years ago. Oh, we love and miss our Charles. Yes. You know, we're going to have to take a break and then we're going to be right back. Michael, you're going to stick around. Heidi's going to stick around. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be right back with Corey. Stick around. This is the Jazz Geek inviting you to tune in every Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. for Jazz Afternoon, featuring a huge variety of classic, modern, local, and international jazz music curated just for you by a different knowledgeable and passionate host every day. That's Jazz Afternoon every weekday, 1 to 3 o'clock on 90.1 FM KKFI and streaming at kkfi.org. Did you hear a show on KKFI that you'd like to hear again? Go online to the KKFI archive and listen to anything that was broadcasted in the last two weeks. Simply direct your web browser to archive.kkfi.org. And we're back. This is Art Speak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez Boyd. And we're going to talk to uh, Corey, who's uh, owner of Studio Givix. And we're going to find out about uh, things that are going on with Corey and his Art. Uh, I first want to say that he is. His father was 100% Native American, Lakota Sioux, born on an Indian reservation in Montana. He was born Parker Lynn Gibbs, and Gibbs was at some point in time shortened to Gibbs Blanket. So when Parker was two, he was taken from the Indian reservation and given to a family in Independence, Missouri. Had his Native name stripped away and replaced with Lowry. you also, I want to mention that um, made the name Givix. Corey, welcome to Art Speak Radio. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Um, so, tell us about the the name Givix. Oh uh, well, yeah, I'd like I took uh, the G, the Give from uh-huh. Gives, uh, Gives, and then the I and the X from Sue, and made the name there. You know, I, I want to give the backstory about Corey, how we met through my mother, Rose. Uh, she visited uh, a retail store, met Corey, had this conversation. And, you know, moms being moms, um, oh, my daughter has a radio program. Well, she didn't say it like that, but, uh, you know, talked to him about the radio program. And so got his information, which I in turn contacted Corey, you know, because I think in this town we have such a so many creative folks whether it's artists performers musicians painters uh 
all of that, everyone deserves an opportunity on air to, to show and tell about their work that they do in, in the community. So I invited Corey to the show. Um, Corey, let's share with, with our folks, with our listeners, um, your website and sort of what they can find there on the website. Oh, yeah, it's uh, Studio Givix, which is G-I-V-I-X dot com. Um, I do custom portraits. Um, got a new thing I'm doing starting next month, uh, doing paint parties. Uh, I've got a couple scheduled. Um, and I'll also be hosting any that somebody wants to have me come out and do. Uh, there's a lot of paint and sips. I'm, I'm not into drinking, so I'm actually going to, yeah. the idea of the paint and pups, if somebody wants to get along <laughs> and do that, um, I'm willing to do those or any corporate stuff, but, you know, weddings, stuff like that. You know, I, I think that's a lot of fun to, to do uh, with groups of people that paint and sip or, or just painting together as a group because a lot of people say, you know, I can't, I'm, I'm not artistic, I don't have, I can't draw a straight line and that sort of thing. And when you're thrown in a group of people that are coming together to create something, I think there's a lot of fun, you know, ha- to be had, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And it, my my courses will be for any level, and okay. I'll even have templates if they don't want to do the drawing themselves, or I could even help them with the drawing and stuff. It's, it's about I just like coming that. and having a good time. You just bring yourself and come have a good time. Yeah, it's really no fail. I mean, you can yeah. you can do no wrong. And again, those are going to take place December 15th, the 22nd, and 29th. And they're going to be at um, 10,000 East State Route 350, Raytown, Missouri, and that's at the IHOP, IHOP yeah? Correct, yeah? Yeah, so that'd be fun. Do people need to make reservations or just kind of show up? Um, yeah, it'd be preferable if they could reserve it yeah. on the website. Um, yeah. I'll be there regardless, just to make sure if anybody didn't do it and they show up, so. And you also, uh, to provide the materials? Yeah, or I'll have do the canvases, okay. the paint, paintbrushes, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. But also, you know, I want to go back to the website because um, there's so many things that you have offered, in, including uh, calendars, which are really lovely. And um, the one I'm holding, studiogivix.com, uh, it incorporates photography in these calendars, and they're beautiful images of nature. And are these taken by you? Uh, yes. Um, I started last year, and I last year's calendars I took all with my phone. Yeah. And wow. I, they did so well, mm-hmm. I bought a new camera this year and took all new pictures with my new camera. Yeah. And, uh, one of my calendars has all my artwork in it, but the other ones, I like taking pictures of birds and bugs and just yeah. nature and stuff. Yeah, I love that. Now, what is your background in art? Did you study art or self-taught? Do you just, um, did you just find yourself like one day I'm... I, picked up a pen well, or whatever it runs in my family for yeah. sure but yeah. I've been drawn since I could hold a pencil and didn't do good in, in regular school my art teacher yeah. suggested I go on to uh, graphic school so I did that so I actually learned to do graphic design mm-hmm. um, then taught myself web development and just kind of everything in in between I'd, I'd kind of dabble in yeah uh, mostly painting and drawing though yeah, I love that. Uh, are you also a musician? Did I see you with an instrument and, yeah, and on your website? <laughs> yeah, that's another way I like to get stuff out is just by writing songs. Yeah, so, and mostly for guitar. Yeah, and just acoustic yeah. guitar, just me and a guitar. Do you, until I can sometime in the future maybe put drums and stuff to it. But. Do you have any mm, like websites or, or YouTubes or anything that we can hear the music? Or, or is it well, from my on website, your website, actually, okay. if you just go okay. to the... 
projects page and it's into yeah. bliss is what my songs are under so yeah you can hear some of my older songs on there you know what i like about your website is it just affords you so much opportunities to find out not only more about you and your work and and upcoming events it's just it's just really easy to to navigate and and that i always look for that um you know in, in a lot of websites where how how much time do I want to invest, you know, in this website? Thank you know, <laughs> I am going to ask, I'm going to put you on the spot, Michael. Oh, yes. Because we have Corey here, and we don't know when we'll have another opportunity. Would you like to answer five? Homer, you are killing me. Ah, oh, oh, just <laughs> dig, dig deep, man. Okay, will do. Would you like to answer five inane questions? Sure. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Okay. Um, Corey. When was the War of 1812? I would assume 1812. Oh, he's, he's good, too. He's so Just good. Just another the, Heidi. Um, <laughs> what, what, Corey, what pizza topping absolutely, positively does not belong on a pizza ever in the history of pizza? I would have to say anchovies. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So, yeah, it's good. Um, Corey, if you were a cookie... Which cookie would you be and why? Uh, probably be a peanut butter cookie that was infused with THC. Oh, <laughs> oh um, my. Well. Corey, um, Corey, question number four. Do you happen to have any peanut butter cookies <laughs> infused with THC? Or do you know where I could get those? It's a two-part question. There's four Asking and five. Asking for a friend. Uh, Asking for a friend. No, I don't currently. <laughs> Corey, you are so selfish. Okay, those are my five questions. I love it. I love it. You know, this is so much fun to, to have you all here in the studio together. You know, and of course, Philip and, and Joe being a part of this group. Um, just so much fun. You never know what you're going to find on Art Speak Radio, but we like to bring people from the creative community, whether you're broadcasters, writers, poets, uh, artists, producers, actors. Uh, you know, we love to give people the opportunity to share their their talent here on, on the radio. So thank you, you know, all so much for joining us. You know, um, I want to ask you, upcoming projects that you have going on, uh, Corey, not only do you have the party, the paint party, Paint with Corey, coming up December 15th, 22nd, and 29th, do you have other things that, that um, I and you want to share with us? Um, well, I've got some new posters. I do a lot okay. of Chiefs art. I've got some Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, yeah. stuff like that. Um, I've got some of them on my website. Some of them will be coming soon. So okay, just check up, check on the website, right? I've got other merchandise too, like keychains, different yeah. things. So. Yeah, yeah, lots of puzzles actually. Yeah, and uh, commissioned work. You also do commissioned oh, yeah. work. Yeah, if you with want some some work, you can get it done. Yeah. just get a hold of me. It's on my website. The, my pricing's all on there as well. Yeah. You know, is there anything that we left out that you want to mention at this time? Um, do you have any exhibitions that that you'll be um, I, showing your work? I or? show my work at the Jones Gallery from time to time. Uh -huh. I, okay. I just yeah. had some there uh, last month. I just picked up, but uh, I don't have any scheduled currently, but 
Okay. I do there a couple times a year. And that you would probably ha post on your website? Yeah, I post okay. on my website okay. and on my Instagram. As Very well. good. Any last words from any of you? I know Michael's got something going on. Michael. Michael. Corey, I would just like to say you just crushed this interview. I was kind of worried. Right? Because yeah, I almost ran out earlier. <laughs> <laughs> for reals? Yeah, I was really thinking about it. Oh, for, see, for but real, we really. welcomed you into the fold and you crushed it. Yeah, you totally made it. A lot easier. Well, that and those peanut butter THC cookies. I am so giving you my headphones. You're you're here next week. Okay, deal. Sold. Deal. Okay. <laughs> Bye, KKFI. <laughs> no, we really need to have your your voice here on air. You are so much fun. And of course, Heidi Van. I'm the, sorry. The, the Heidi Van. I'm going to get in on this every opportunity I have. We're going to have our own show. We're going to have our own show. Yes, make it happen, Maria. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? <laughs> Who do we need to call? Who does a boy have to know around here? Mark Manning. Okay. Oh, Mark Manning. Manning. I know him. I do too. <laughs> I just introduced myself. Okay, yeah, I was just here. Well, and, and you know, who do we have to look forward to for the next questions, Michael? Um, let's see. I have Sean Ruffin, who, um, yeah, she's mm -hmm. kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. I have Eliza Cantley, who is... <laughs> There's Michael. <laughs> Eliza Cantley, who is um, a professional organizer. Oh. And let's see who else is on the hit parade. Um, Ronnie Oswald, he owns, um, he's a barbecue guru in town. So yeah, it's a good mixed bag coming up. Yeah. So I, I try to find the most wackadoo individuals and ask them any foreign name questions, yes. And did that also include the mayor? You, uh, I don't. Or is he like to like? Mm. I don't, yeah. I don't. No, if I've actually asked Mayor Q, he'd be a good person for he 2024. He would. He would. Yeah. Oh, I have another one. Karen Webster. She's a woo-woo guru. She um, does, um, like, she reads your she reads your auras and things. Oh. So, yeah. So, it's see, I told you, it's a mixed bag. You know, but I, I do have to ask you that. You know, do you have people go like, mm, yeah, I'm not, no, that's not for me. You know, I, I think about some people that may be a little bit more protective kind of they want this cocoon of like yeah they don't want the silliness but do you have any people that kind of like yeah thanks Michael but no I've probably asked 200 people and I've never ever okay. once had anybody turn me down okay. because it's just so <laughs> inane well that, well and we're all egotists so you know yeah but and, and I think people like mm -hmm. to, to have you know <laughs> the chance to answer some stupid questions. I mean, who doesn't? And more importantly, right, right. The, the, the general public loves to read their stupid answers. And because there's no wrong answer. There's let's, no wrong let's answer. Let's think about that. Yeah. Truth. Yeah. I want to thank you so very much, Michael, Michael Mackey and Corey from Studio Givix and Heidi Van. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Also want to say thank you to Joe Brog. Hammer and Philip Irick. Yay. I love you guys. And next week, God, we're into December, December 6th. We've got Brent Schondelmeyer, Miller Bogert, and uh, many more. So thanks so much for joining us today. And stay tuned for Jazz Afternoon. And uh, honey, I'm coming home. Thanks for listening.